Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, dude. Truly. You know, a bit of administration off the top, I should say. Uh, last week, I did put out a new stand-up comedy clip. If anyone's into stand-up comedy, you know, if you like stand-up comedy and you like this podcast um, and you don't like my stand-up comedy, fuck, that's, you know, fair enough. Everyone's got their own opinions. But for those of you that enjoy it, let me tell you, last week's clip was an absolute banger. It's now on Facebook and Instagram and the various socials. Tag a friend, dude. Get interactive out there. You know, download the video onto a USB and freaking post it to your cousin. You know, spread the goddamn hype out there, you know. So check that out if you like. It's called, uh, it's called Poor People Can't Have Anxiety. It's quite a provocative title, but I showed my mum and she, she quite enjoyed it. So there's your first endorsement. Um, my mum was horrified at one line, unfortunately, but I think it's pretty all right. I have this one line where I say I was never molested because I'm way too talented for that. You know, I don't know how I could sort of build in more context uh, without sort of just doing the whole joke. But <clears throat> but that's the line I say. I was never molested. I'm way too talented for that. And before that, Mrs. Darcy is having a great time, laughing it up. After that line, it was, oh... She goes, Billy, Darcy, what the hell? And I go, what? And, I, and she goes, children are not molested based on how talented they are, Billy. What is wrong with you? You know, and it's a good point. It is a good point. It's almost like I'm fucking joking, babe, you know? But anyway, if you can get past that line, you will enjoy this bloody video. Let me tell you, okay? You might even enjoy that line, you know? But I'm just giving you the heads up that it's already been... It's been panned critically by my mum. So if you if you do want to criticise that line further, just know that you will be piling on. But yeah, dude. It's got the Jenny Darcy tick of approval. And that's that, dude. That is that. But anyway. So what is going on? Uh, oh, dude, what about this? This is such... I had such a 2021 moment on Sunday morning. So I was supposed to get a coffee with a mate of mine and he texts me, sorry, mate, I can't come. I'm heaps hungover. I did way too much Coke at a Zoom wedding last night. Is this, is this the world we live in now? You can just freaking Zoom into a wedding and then claim you had a massive night. <laughs> I think you were doing Coke at your desk with a laptop on in the background, you know? Is that not what that is? <laughs> I feel like this is a terrible rabbit hole for humanity if you can just freaking do hard drugs in your bedroom and convince yourself you're out and about sort of interacting with the world. I mean, that's freaking terrifying, dude. We're, we're one bloody, you know, we're one microchip away from, from the robot suits if that's where we're at, you know. But it's just crazy. I mean... Doing coke by, call me old fashioned, but I believe, believe cocaine is a communal drug first and foremost. You know, two, three blokes doing cocaine, you know, I would never tell them how to live their life, uh, but they're having a good time. I can see from here, you know what I mean? They're goddamn laughing 
and their shoulder blades are freaking touching at the back. They're so goddamn confident. So that's a good time. Doing coke at your desk by yourself on a Saturday night. Is that, <laughs> is that something we need to worry about as a society going forward? Is that going to be an excuse from now on? Can you just say, boss, can I have Wednesday off? I'm freaking zooming into a Romanian 21st, dude. Should be pretty loose. Might need the next day off as well, you know? Oh, dude. Do you still have to... My question, if you're doing coke at a Zoom wedding, do you still have to like sneak off into the bathroom or can you just do it on the screen? (laughs) If someone's like, what are you doing? It's like just enjoying myself in the privacy of my own home, mate. Is that all right with you? You know, it's not like... You can't say, we'll kick you out. I don't know, can they... Can they disable your link? Imagine you get freaking kicked off the Zoom for doing hard drugs. You know, the bride's nan and pop. It's their first time on the internet. They're like, what is that boy with the ponytail doing in the bottom left square? It looks like the bloody 60s in there. My God. (laughs) But dude, I don't know. I feel like this is a slippery slope, dude. If you just freaking, you know, if if a Zoom call is is all it's going to take for the boys to let the dogs out, we better be repeatedly checking that back gate because I don't know, dude. I feel like drugs without the human interaction, you know, where, where's the fun part, you know? I mean, it's still fun, obviously, but but yeah, I just feel like that's such a weird concept to just get fucked up at a Zoom event. Like I knew people were going to Zoom weddings and like having beers, but I don't know. I never thought about it. <laughs> Do you ever sneak off? sneak off to your own bathroom to do coke at a zoom wedding you go in there your roommate's freaking brushing his teeth you're like what the fuck i'm trying to turn up right now dude and you're flossing jesus (laughs) oh dude oh that is so funny but then also then so i didn't get to hang out with my mate because he freaking was on a message board the night before you know it's just a weird situation really the whole thing kind of freaked me out but yeah, dude. But we had a big weekend here. Um, you know, me, Macca and Adzi, the last Mohicans here at the old lad pad, which is not ironic. It's a pad very much for the lads. And the weekend that was, you know, the thing with Adzi now is, you know, our special little boy found himself a special little lady. And, you know, now it's like, you know, we're splitting our time with him. You know, it's one of those things you don't know what you've got till it's gone you know, other examples. Um, so, you know, we don't have ads year around as much as we used to, and it is tough. So on Saturday, ads, he gave us, he dropped the bomb. Boys, I won't be home the Savo or for dinner. See you later. So we go, shit, that sucks, mate. We head up to the shops. We get supplies for a lockdown afternoon. You know, I don't know how you spend your time. It's your business. I would never pry. But, you know, we, we got about sort of 36 white claws and, um, you know, big old barbecue and that sort of stuff. And, you know, the sun was out and the, and the vibe was up. So we're, we're looking to have a good time. Okay. Adzi calls us while we're at the shops. He says, boys, fucking September fools, babe. I'm actually, I'm in. There was a change of plans. Adzi's flip-flopping all over the goddamn town and I fucking love it. Okay. So now Adzi's in. So we say, quick, we better get some more White Claws. We get an extra beautiful Scotch fillet steak. 
You know, Adzi enjoys a beautiful cut of meat. None of that beef chuck stuff for our Adzi, let me tell you. And we're loaded to the gills. The, there's some light narcotics at the house, um, should the mood strike. And the sun's out, the tunes are on. We're having a great time. You know, I take my shirt off for the uh, the seven minutes. I'm allowed to bask in the sun before I um, sort of, I don't know, if you get melanomas, if you grow them, whatever, however sort of sunburn, you know, metamorphosizes into skin cancer. You know, that, that happens for me at the seven minute mark. So I enjoy my seven minutes of freedom. And uh, yeah, dude, I mean, we're having a great time. Adzi's on his way back and then bang. Plans change again. And you just think, how are we going to, how are me and Maka going to find relationships filled with trust if this is the way Adzi's treating us in our own goddamn home, you know? So now me and Maka are in a tricky spot because now we've got like freaking too many white claws. We've got like 10 each or something. And now, you know, at our hearts, we are economists, okay? We are in a position where we now, due to Adzi's negligence, and I'm not going to call it selfishness, but I'm not far away. Because of his behavior, me and Maka are now in a position where we are forced to sort of drill 12 white claws each on a Saturday afternoon, have one and a half scotch fillets, too much food, and then indulge in some light narcotic use. And I hear a lot of people saying, hey, Bill, you're probably going to do that anyway, dude. And that, I reject that, dude. That makes me sick, okay? I was going to have four to five white claws, one steak, and be normal. Next thing you know, dude, I'm freaking, I'm 12 white claws deep, thinking, Adzi, your carelessness has resulted in this situation. Now, me and me and Macro, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sort of... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to paint a dreary picture. Okay, we were having the time of our lives. All right? And then, <clears throat> you know, we're, there's, there's some light narcotic use. And Macca, you know, you've heard about some people getting abusive when they're drunk. You know, um, Macca unfortunately turned and we couldn't find the lighter. You know, and ironically, the only thing that could quell Macca's anger was if we found this lighter and, and sort of lit up this fucking Scooby-Doo. So, so we thought, how do we... I said, we need the lighter. Now, the lighter is all the way back in the house. And our backyard, dude, I mean, you better take a fucking Ford Fiesta to get back to the house. We got a huge backyard. And we're blind slash stoned. I mean, this is looking like a trip no one could make back into the house. We're talking 17 to 18 meters on foot. And um, we're in the sun. Now, I gave Macca the lighter. So... I'm thinking, mate, you're up for this. Adzi's betrayed me. There's no way I'm letting you get the jump on me too. You're up for the lighter. And Macca, it was like a fit of rage. The guy's blowing up. He's like, Bill, you're fucking useless. Can you just get the bloody lighter? What are you doing? You know, this sort of stuff. Just really uh, quite blue from the great man. And uh, so then we freaking... Macca goes... I go, mate, you... I gave it to you. I'm not... You know when you just think... I'm willing to to go down with the ship on this one, dude. I'm willing to throw hands if required. And so Maka goes, fine, fuck you. I'm getting I'm getting the lighter. And I go, good. 
And then he gets up and we're sitting right on the edge of the pool. The, something falls in the pool. I wasn't looking because I'm turned away. I'm scowling in the other direction. And I go, what was that? You know, I'm thinking this stupid prick has dropped his phone in the pool. This is the funniest thing ever. And he, I go, was that your phone? And he goes, nah. And I go, well, what was it? And he goes, uh, well, might have been the lighter. The lighter was stuck in his like freaking belly button slash stomach roll. He's abusing me for this lighter that is literally stuck in his own fat. <laughs> and I hate to paint such a graphic picture of Macca's rig because he's in quite phenomenal shape, let me tell you. But yeah, can you imagine that? You're having a go at someone for losing something that is literally in your belly button. Where is this kid's head at? You know? What is he thinking? I don't have those answers. Not anymore, dude. I have no idea what goes through his head. But long story short, me and Macca um, almost came to blows over a lighter that was, in fact, in his belly button the whole time. Adzi betrayed us. Sydney opens up on October 11. And, and that's that, dude. I mean, we are fucking cooking. You know? We are cooking. But another big thing happened on the weekend is the South Sydney Rabbitohs made the NRL Grand Final. Now, here's the thing, dude. This is not the podcast for your AFL content. We didn't watch the Grand Final in my house. Please don't take it personally. Those of you who, who love the game, the Sharon, you know, I'll kick around a Sharon every now and then. Don't you worry about that. But for whatever reason, culturally, we've just never picked up the, the great game of AFL here in my town. Um, I really just don't understand it. I don't even know. I think a goal is worth five, but I'm not sure. Um, so we didn't catch that game, but we did watch the rest of the NRL, the people's footy, you know, the, um, you know, i read something last week cause I've been watching a lot of Fox sports news recently to start my day. And, uh, I saw something that apparently the AFL is overrun with private school boys or men. It's like only private school students in the AFL. I have no idea if that's true or not, or if, or how that would happen. What I can assure you is that is definitely not the case in the people's game rugby league, okay? Rugby league saw the elite nature of, of AFL and thought, nothing but private school kids, we're not going to make that mistake. So in retaliation to this, you know, as a bit of a precaution to make sure the game never got too elite for the people it's for, um, I think there's a quota rule in rugby league that at least five of the players on the field for each team have to have at least one criminal conviction in the last five years. And that's how you keep the game blue collar, mate. That's how you keep it working class. Um, and I think, you know, I, th- I think, you know, the behavior of, of the players reflects it. You know, we've got, we've got a game for the people, by the people. Um, and, and that's how it is, you know. But the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I actually am a big Rabbitohs fan. So I, I do live in Manly Seagulls territory. I've never really talked about it because in truth, I'm not really that into rugby league. Um, I've, you know, I'm a casual fan. I would say in years gone past, I would watch the Rabbitohs, but I wouldn't, I would never just watch a game of rugby league, you know? Um, I was heaps into rugby league until I was like 15. And then I basically took a decade off, you know? But now, uh, due to lockdown, I'm like a ravenous rugby league fan because there's been nothing else to do except watch rugby league. So, so now I'm thinking, so now I've watched like pretty much the whole season. 
and my team's in the grand final. I mean, this is a Steve Bradbury-esque performance from Billy Darcy. I can't believe it, you know? So, so here we are, uh, and I've got a team in the big dance, you know? This is fucking sick, dude. I can't wait. But And it's exciting because I used to go to a lot of South Sydney games as a kid when they were terrible, dude. Terrible. And I remember some of the most freaking eye-opening experiences of my life as a child was going to South Sydney games because just the abuse and um, some of the words you'd hear. That's the first time I ever heard the, the C word. The C word, cunt, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I don't know if... if uh, sorry to blast anyone's ears off with my blue language, but... First time I ever heard that was at a Souths game. I remember this guy was sitting next to my dad and me and my brother were like six and seven. And this guy, he's a Souths fan too. He's talking to my dad and all the Tigers fans kind of like 20 meters to our right are sort of getting a bit lippy towards the game. And this guy's talking to my dad about like whatever and then gets up and just delivers (laughs) the craziest mountain of abuse I've ever heard. Just like, you fucking dog cunts, suck my blah, blah, blah. Just going nuts. And I'm just seven years old going, dude, I don't even know what half this stuff means, but I know I don't want it to happen to me. You know, (laughs) this guy and this guy, you know, South, the pride of the league, but we're definitely, you know, we're definitely not the pride of too many private schools around the city. South fans are quite a rough bunch, you know. You know, there's that famous joke, you know, South fans have no teeth. And, you know, I personally don't relate to that. You know, maybe it's because I don't actually live in the South Sydney area and I've grown off, grown up pretty white and well off in the private school system myself. But, but yeah, I don't resonate with that, okay? I think South Sydney has a diverse fan base um, of all sorts, of which I'm proud to be a part, you know? But I remember another time, dude, this was the proper time my childhood got absolutely rocked at a South game. I remember one time, I think maybe maybe seven or eight or something, real young again. And we're getting, um, you know, pies at halftime, me and my brother. And we see Jade from Cheese TV. Remember Ryan and Jade from Cheese TV? Who freaking, they did, they were the hosts. You know, they were the main guys. And looking back, I think they would have been like 18 at the time. 20 maybe. But anyway, I see Jade from Cheese TV and I'm like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Like, this guy's my hero, you know? And you'd think maybe Jade would be sort of on, you know, on a little bit. He's in a, he's in a packed stadium and Cheese TV was on every morning, Monday to Friday and like, kids loved it. So you think maybe he'd be switched on a little bit to the fact that, you know, maybe some, some kids around might sort of look up to him in a way. But this guy, dude, was so fucked up. <laughs> he was hammered, just screaming abuse at, um, at, at some opposition fans. And um, at the time, I was like horrified. It was like seeing, it was like finding out Santa's not real. You know, it was like the freaking, it was like the, the masked singer. He took his mask off, you know? <laughs> Can't believe I just referenced the masked singer, dude. I've, I hate that. I hate that. Edit that out, Darcy, you fucking dog. God, your references suck. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, dude, I remember just being like, what the hell? It was like the the Easter bunny was doing meth in front of me, dude. It was wild. And uh, looking back, I think the guy was just drunk, you know, carrying on. 
of which I've been fairly guilty over the past eight years. But, but dude, I tell you what, man, it freaked me out. But now, the bunnies are good. I'm a well-adjusted adult to a certain extent. Cheese TV, I don't think is even on anymore. I think it's toasted TV now. Dude, you want to talk about a, a freaking day that rocked the bloody, the the you know the the souls of children everywhere in Australia? What about that day we're watching cheese TV for like seven years or something, and then one day we turn it on and it's just Jade and Ryan on cheese TV. I don't know if this was announced because when you're like twelve, you don't read the news, but cheese TV was an institution of morning television for children everywhere. And then one day we just turn it on and it's fucking toasted TV, right? Toasted TV. Jade and Ryan are gone. I don't know if they moved on. I don't remember them doing a farewell episode. Um, but it's toasted TV. And like the whole thing was different. Instead of being in a cool studio and the boys talking about, you know, Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Now they were at, it was toasted TV. And instead of the lads, you had like these freaking you know, two yuppies from Channel 10 who'd just been through TV presenting school. They had their teeth whitened into next week and not a skerrick of banter between them. And it was just like, my God, I think I was about 12 or 13. And i got to say, yeah, that's when I thought, fucking hell, Bill. Toasted TV. I thought, if Cheese TV's over, I need to work out how I'm going to, like, afford to send my kids to a private school. You know, that was the end of Billy Darcy's childhood, and Toasted TV fucking sucked, it sucked, dude, I don't know if this is relevant to anyone, but I tell you what, what a problem that was, truly, oh, I hated Toasted TV, but anyway, but the bunnies are in the big freaking dance this weekend, dude, Sunday, public holiday Monday, come on, what about, by the way, so we had the AFL Grand Final last weekend, then we had or sorry, we are going to have the Melbourne Cup in about a month's time. Now, I'm not, like I said, I don't really know anything about AFL, but I love the Melbourne Cup. Melbourne, these jammy bastards, these south of the border motherfuckers. <laughs> these guys get a public holiday for both of those. And is, I think New South Wales, we're the only state that doesn't have like its own public holiday. You know, W isn't there like WA Day? There's something in Queensland. Tassie definitely Tassie in the Northern Territory. They have holidays. I'm pretty sure they just get like a week off in May. They just went, fuck you guys. You didn't make us a state. We're taking the week off. And you know what? I respect it. But Sydney, I mean, can't we just have can't we just have like best city day? Can't we have should be capital day? That'd be good. I tell you what, next I bet the ACT has a public holiday. Commemoration Day, whenever they broke ground on that freaking excuse for a city. Dude, Can Canberra better be fucking Latin for for wannabe small town, dude. Okay? If it's if it's if Canberra whatever the Aboriginal uh the Aboriginal name for that area is. I'd love to know. I I would love to know. Cam Canberra, God. Dude, I tell you what, you know, I'll talk, I'll talk shit on any city in this in this great uh, country, you know, as ScoMo wants us to be divided, warring states, you know. But can we all agree that at the very least, okay, if we can agree, people in Melbourne probably don't want Sydney to be the capital. People in Sydney, 
We don't really care about what people in Melbourne do. It's the nature of that relationship. People in Perth, good on you guys. You know, Brisbane, exciting. Adelaide, whatever. Can we at least all agree as a nation that the ACT, Canberra, should not be the capital of this great country? Can we all agree on that at least? Dude, I'm freaking, I'd rather they make Brisbane the capital. That's tough to say, but I've been to Brisbane and it's fun and I've been to Canberra and it's not. So I think we need to have a serious, I would have loved it if when we did gay marriage, they could have just slipped in, you know, you know, when you're voting, do you want, do you want to vote in favor of same sex marriage? And then maybe we could just little bullet point in there while we've got you, you know, we don't do too many referendums. What do you say to making making Sydney or Melbourne the capital? Let's have let's vote on it, you know. But I mean, come on, dude, Canberra, grow the fuck up. Don't like it at all. But anyway, what was I talking about? I was talking about Cheese TV and then Canberra. Oh yeah, dude. Let next time Canberra has their you know capital day or whatever, let's have should be capital day here in Sydney, the people's capital. You know, when Barack Obama used to come and visit this great nation, do you think he flew into Canberra or do you think he touched down in the people's capital, the Harbour City, baby? SYD, come get it. You know what I mean? So, something to sort out. But Sydney, we need a public holiday. Melbourne, I don't know how you swung that, but I'm so jealous that Melbourne, and because they're fun public holidays, you know, like the Queen's birthday. Like, is it the Queen's birthday, this one coming up? Dude, I'm not going to lie. Outside of Anzac Day and Australia Day, I think every public holiday is the Queen's birthday. I honestly have no idea what any of the other ones are. So, we might just sort of put a pin in that, I reckon. Sort of, unless I, uh, unless I sort of get a calendar wrap up now. But I know that you other states have your own public holidays, and we don't have any here in Sydney, dude. And obviously, we're the most deserving. I mean... Are we just handing out public holidays like participation trophies or do you earn them for being an elite city? Because if that's the case, we should be working a fucking four-day week every week here in the in the people's capital, Sydney City. But anyway. Okay, so up next I would like to discuss one of the greatest victories in the modern sporting era. Okay, last week or over the weekend was it? You know, Australians, we achieve so much so often. This gender, males, yeah, we've been pretty successful over the history of humans. Um, Look at the stats, you know. But there was a huge moment in sports last week and it was finally, after years of trying to break into the netballing world, a men's netball team won the Queensland state titles last week. And... I just can't believe more people aren't talking about this. I mean, I mean, you know, for, for years, the matriarchy has been uh, sort of excluding men from the sport of netball. I mean, when I was in year two, you know, we didn't want to play soccer or footy or cricket. The boys were stinging to play netball. Okay, we were knocking on the door, but the times weren't ready for us, you know. They weren't ready. We were told netball isn't for boys. Fuck off. You know, so, you know, after years and years of progression 
And, you know, all this, you know, feminism, take a bow on this one. Um, we, have, we have reached true equality as a nation, as a species, as a culture. A men's netball team was entered into a women's netball competition. And they won the whole comp. In, and, and Queensland, you know, this is why, this is why I, I do enjoy Queensland. That Queensland energy, dude. This could only happen in Queensland. You know, who the fuck let a men's netball team play in that comp? You know, the previous year they played in an exhibition match at the competition. And then this year they won the grand final 46 to 12. Now, I don't know anything about netball. I don't know how, many, how much a basket is worth. But let's say it's worth between one and three points. This is a mauling. I'm pretty sure it's all worth, it can't be worth just one, can it? I don't know how much it's worth, but this is a mauling, dude, you know? And finally, we are seeing some growth in the men's game. Finally. Um, we've been pushing for it for years. You know, get, women, you've been going for equal pay. And you've been going pretty hard. And we, you know, I don't know who's in charge of that. Um, men, our cause for the last decade has been breaking into the world of netball. And to go from just an exhibition game last year to winning the grand final, um, it's a credit to our gender. It really is. Um, but these blokes, these blokes were booed <laughs> as they won the grand final. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like, they were booed in the grand final. So it's like, I just don't understand the person who greenlit this. You know? Like... <laughs> There's definitely some chick with a mohawk behind this decision. It's like men have not been excluded from netball. We have not been trying to participate this whole time. Mixed netball has existed for ages. And my parents play that and it sounds like a lot of fun. And I would play mixed netball for sure. But as far as like all men's netball, no one's been pushing for it. And you just know some freaking, some chick with a red mohawk has got heaps lippy at the last netball meeting and just thought, you know, are we going to have true equality or not? It's like not everything needs to look like a fucking university bus ad. You know what I mean? Some stuff can just be left alone. Was Who was behind? Like, we do not need to grow the game of men's netball. The only uh, issue in the in the world of netball at the moment is that it wasn't in the last Olympics. They need to get netball back into the Olympics. If, if the Australian women's netball team played in the Olympics, the whole country would have been absolutely frothing on it, dude. I mean, I was watching the canoe slalom, for Christ's sake. You think I'm not going to watch some goddamn netball? You know, it's a, it's a proud sport of the Commonwealth. But whoever let these blokes team play is one of the dumbest people on the planet. Netball is pretty much just running and catching. Of course, blokes are better at that. Running, strength, catching. It's just like, fuck. What what was the decision-making behind this? And these blokes, you know, I assume, I, I'm assuming the governing body for Netball Queensland is women, but I could be wrong, but I would assume so. So it's like those chicks, dumbest idea ever. Ruin the competition for everyone. Dumbest idea ever. It's literally, it's as dumb as like, having like a, a UFC fighter who was a woman or who was a man, sorry. So there was this UFC fighter the week before last who was a man, then transitioned into a woman and went in a UFC fight. 
And the bloke was a Navy SEAL as a man. And then he went into a UFC fight against a, a you know, a, a biological woman and just beat the fuck out of her. I think this netball thing might be dumber than that. <laughs> That's how dumb I think this is. So the, the women on the, whoever, the committee of Queensland netball, stupidest thing ever. Okay. Then the blokes who are playing netball as well. These guys are just as suspect in my books. I mean, lads, did you really need to go in that competition? Was there a gun to your head? You know, why don't they just run a men's netball competition? If they think men are so ravenous for netball, why don't they just run a men's comp or a mixed comp? They probably couldn't because men don't want to play netball. Okay. And it's totally fine. It's never been marketed towards us. I didn't even know you could play netball as a guy. I didn't know there was such a thing as men's netball. Just leave it. It's fine. What's, what's, what's wrong with having just women play netball? They seem to fucking love it. You know? And these guys, you just know there was a few like sneakily like gun basketball players in this netball team from these blokes. Dude, these blokes are so suspect. It's crazy, dude. I just find, I reckon... <laughs> I find this stuff hilarious, dude. Why do people always have to just, like, why does everything have to literally be pushed to the utmost levels of, like, equality and perfection where it just becomes completely impractical and ridiculous? It's like you ruined the whole competition for the sake of making, like, a personal statement about equality and growing the men's game i'll go on the record men will never it will never be popular for men to play netball i just don't think it will be i could be wrong but what like what is the point and then it's like it's like uh what about the team that came second and how hard those girls trained for that competition all the work that went into it just to have some guy called jason fucking dunk on you in the grand final or you know netball shoot over you you know, what if one of those girls got injured? What if she got pushed over and broke her collarbone? It's freaking wooden floors. You know, dude, this men's into women's sport for uh, for equality purposes is it's dude. I tell you what, it's not going to stop until some chick gets murked the fuck out. And I'm, didn't that already happen in the AFL? There was that um, that transgender. I think she still plays. But I tell you, I just think it's so unsafe. But. Um, but dude, too much, way too much. Anyway, but there was, um, <laughs> oh my God. And you know what? You're all as bad as each other. These like men's rights guys that are like, well, why can't men do this? And then like, and the same with like women who are like, oh, like men aren't stronger than women. Men can play, can play uh, sports against women it's not unfair it is unfair it's so unfair you know it just ruins it look at that competition how much money did it cost to put on that that netball competition statewide in in brisbane what a complete waste of money taxpayer money as well i i'd imagine but anyway here's my thing dude so this is the last thing i'm going to talk about i just feel like in australia we do not support our own enough you know, I mean, over the weekend, just, I feel like in Australia, we don't have the system set up in place to, 
to properly support our own sports stars, like international sports stars, like musicians, comedians. No one really gives a fuck about any of this until like you make it in America or, you know, something, something of that ilk. Like over the weekend. Now I know the AFL grand final was on and the UFC is not very particularly popular in Australia. But Alexander Volkanovsky defended the featherweight belt and he headlined like the biggest pay-per-view of the year. And it didn't even, it wasn't even on Fox Sports News in the half hour broadcast. Like I get the AFL grand final. This was Monday morning, but it was all AFL and NRL and totally get that. Then there was the Anthony Joshua fight, you know, then there was like maybe some cricket in there. And then it, it didn't even show Volkanovsky defending the belt. And it's just like, here's the thing. If Fox Sports, Australia's, Australia's sports media, doesn't cover Australian sporting achievements, then who the fuck will, dude? Like, the Anthony Joshua fight made the news. It was a pommy guy fighting a Russian guy or like Serbian or something for the, for the heavyweight title of the world, okay? And I understand it's a massive fight. I, have no, I'm, I haven't spoken to anyone who even knew that fight was on. And yet Fox Sports are just freaking all over it. And it's like, I get it. That should be on the broadcast too. But not like at the expense of such a great Australian achievement. Dude, and it's the same with music. Ruby Fields brought out an album last week. If you don't know Ruby Fields, she's like an indie rock chick and she's so good. And here's the thing. It's feature album this week on Triple J. It's called been doing it for a while or something like that been doing it for a bit i think anyway i was listening to it last week and i thought dude this album is so good and if i didn't follow her on instagram i would have no idea that album would come out you know unless you listen to triple j like specifically you would have no idea this chick even exists and it's a lot of these like australian artists if it wasn't for triple j propping them up and to a lesser extent the abc obviously um, we would literally have no idea they even exist. Like mainstream Australian media does literally nothing for Australian talent. Like literally nothing. You will, you'll barely hear the only Australian music you will hear on like Nova and Kiss FM and Hit FM and all FM radio is like stuff like Guy Sebastian, you know, Kid Leroy now that he's huge in America. Um... You know, I'm uh, Jessica Mowboy, this sort of stuff. And that's great. You know, love those artists. But it is pretty much impossible for these these Triple J acts. And I say they're Triple J acts. They're Australian acts first and foremost. They get no, they get no TV or radio from mainstream, mainstream Australia at all. You know, Channel V, I have no idea what Channel V is doing for Australian music. Um, and it's just such a waste, you know, if, if Australia doesn't get around Australian talent, no one else will, you know, and that's why it's pretty much just like these poor musicians have just got to go on the hottest 100 every year. And dude, like if you become in like the top five of the hottest 100, you will then get played on like Nova for a little bit, you know, but the, like Triple M, I don't know if Triple M's called Triple M in every state, but it's like the you know, the 104.9, like it's like the rock channel, the rock rugby league channel in Sydney. But even Triple M, they, yeah, they play Australian music, but it's all from 1991. 
You know, no FM radio channels are playing new Australian music. Like at all, unless it's like literally like it's already mainstream in and of itself. They're not growing artists or how, like, how are these artists supposed to grow? Like, dude, Ruby Field should be fucking massive. She was like 18 and a rock star. I don't know how old she is now. Dude, I watched this video of um, her playing Dinosaurs at Splendor the, the other day. And she's like 18, playing to like, it's packed 10. Everyone's going nuts. And it's like such a moment. And like, people who don't listen to Triple J wouldn't even know she exists. And it's just such a shame, you know? Um, and yeah, if we don't start doing it ourselves, no one, no one else is going to do it. And we're just going to lose like generations of, uh, of freaking Aussie, Aussie music. And, and co- I mean, there's no Australian stand up on telly. There's the gala once a year. That's it. There's one show once a year that you can get on and that's it. And there might be like one just for laughs thing, you know? And it's just like, we're just wasting. So like, dude, silver chair. Back in when Silverchair were breaking, what what if none of like, what what if the Australian media didn't get behind them the way they did? They did like MTV Unplugged and stuff. There's no MTV Unplugged for Ruby Fields. There's none of this shit anymore, you know. And and I just feel like we're just we're we're gonna lose a lot of great Australian talent, um, and a lot of great Australian moments. You know, we saw that um, with the Olympics. They started doing our stories our soundtrack or a version of that where they're playing more australian music dude why do we need to have you know the uh jess fox wins the the canoeing and we got and we got like tyler the creator playing it's like yeah those moments should be australian i love that and i feel like you know now especially with all the covid stuff and all the touring you know we're gonna lose so many great australian musicians if mainstream australian media doesn't make some sort of an effort dude here's a pro tip to mainstream australian media billy eilish doesn't need your help you know kendrick kendrick lamar does not need a leg up he's gonna be fine whether you play him or not and an fm radio in australia is great i got no problems with it but it's like and i understand that you need to play the the most popular songs in the world at the time Okay, I'm not a fucking idiot. I do understand that concept. Okay, and I'm not saying just play like all these, you know, indie Triple J artists. On, I, I, I understand, you know, the whole shebang. But here's the deal, dude. Instead of playing Billie Eilish 25 times on a Wednesday, could we not play her 12 times and the, those 12 slots go to Australian artists? You know, how much would Ruby Fields' career be helped I'm just using her as an example because her album came out last week. And yeah, how much would her career be helped if um, today, today's Wednesday, I'm recording this. Today, in every capital city, on like, you know, Nova, Hit and Kiss. So they're the three. If, if every station in each capital city played a Ruby Field song twice today, maybe you play it once at 7am, once at 3pm in every city. It's not much. It's really not much at all. Think about the millions of Australians. This might be, I'm not good with numbers. Let's say, let's just say shitloads of Australians. They'll be introduced to her music. Just, for, just from that. It's so easy. And it they still make the same money on the ads. Like, I don't know if they get paid to play Billie Eilish a lot or if it's just requested so much. 
and Billie Eilish is great. Again, just an example. You know, but like like Ed Sheeran's new song, like Ed Sheeran's kind of freaking, you know, I love Ed Sheeran when he's, you know, got the acoustic out talking about the ex-misses, sign me up. But Ed Sheeran's new ones, they're kind of like dance, you know, bangers. He's like, I'm, I'm making bad decisions, whatever. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, that's the number one song in the world right now, bad habits or whatever. Let's just play it a little bit less, you know? There's so much great Australian talent. We're, we're going to lose it. I'm telling you, we're going to lose a lot of great musicians. I want to be listening to Ruby Field's fucking seventh album one day, you know? And and I want her to play arenas and shit. I just want these these artists to just... I just want them to do well because I think they're great. And it pisses me off when not a single one of my friends knows who Ruby Fields is, you know? It's just annoying. It's just annoying. That's what I think. And, uh, and yeah, I just think we need to look after our own talent a bit more. So try and, you know, shop local, listen local, you know, I don't know. Just get around some bloody Aussie talent out there for Christ's sake. Because I tell you what, if you don't, fuck, maybe no one will, you know? So there you go. I'll probably have to, I'll listen back to that rant. Apologies if that was a bit ranty, but, um, but yeah, dude, I care about that stuff. I think it's important. And, uh, and that is the podcast for this week. So I hope you enjoyed it, dude. Two more of these. And then hopefully I will say this Saturday, um, I'm me and Macca and whoever else are going to go out and, you know, do this picnic business and just get absolutely sort of, you know, wrestled. So hopefully I'll, I'll have a, a bag full of yarns from the long weekend and, um, Next week might be a bit more of a traditional episode. So fuck yeah, dude. See you then, hey? Thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long.